0: Release the Geek, the official podcast of Geek XP. Ah.
1: Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Uncritical. Question me, Rose. Run for your life. Stupid facts, honey. Fatality. I'm Batman.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us for Release the Geek, the official podcast of GeekXP. Icon 2016, the longest-running comics and games convention in South Africa, took place at Gallagher Convention Center in June, and it had a host of local and international panelists discussing various aspects of popular culture. Moray Rhoda, affectionately known as the godfather of South African comics, was one of those guests. Moray joined Legion Inc's Ray Witcher, and the Variants cover regular Naz Husen to talk about the state of comics in South Africa. A handy tip, you can also listen to that panel in podcast format, it just happened to be our previous episode to this one. More is incredibly well known in the SA comic scene. He was the man behind Insurrection Studios in the early 2000s, he was part of the team that organized the Comics Brew Festival, he ran the art studio Beats Comics, is a contributing member to Sector, South Africa's only ongoing bi-monthly comic, as well as a contributing member to the Velocity Graphic Anthology. He's also one of the few members of the SA comic book scene to have been a part of a panel at San Diego Comic-Con. More was kind enough to take time out during Icon 2016 to chat to us about his experiences in the comics world in SA. We pass this over to the Diva for her rating. Franku, what did the Diva have to say? The Diva has enjoyed this podcast and rates it
1: lightly salted.
0: Thank you very much to Franku and the diva for that rating, but for now, without any further ado, please join me, Les Allen, as we release The Geek with the godfather of South African comics, Moray Rhoda. And now, we're releasing The Geek. What is What was your path to geekdom? I'm going to, I know I say geekdom, assuming that you are a geek yes because you like comics that automatically makes you a geek yeah you like like your animation
1: like gaming like all those things those geek things
0: you like those geek things yeah yeah so where did it start for you what how did
1: it happen um if you want to go all the way back it's my dad my dad was the the kind of guy that i think he looked at me and was sort of like i want this kid to play sports but I wasn't interested in the whole thing, yeah, yeah, I was the guy that was sitting there illustrating things. So um, this is way back in the day, it shows how old I actually am, because um, he went and he got uh, Tigers, I don't know if you remember that, it's a British publication. Yes. Uh, he got Tiger because that featured um, soccer, police yeah, Boots well, yeah, and well, Archard Hamish him. and Roy of the Rovers and things like that. Right. Um, I think I think that was Roy the idea. Roy of the Rovers? Roy of the Rovers. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. okay
1: yeah. So, so yeah. that's... Well, that, a, that, those were all about kids succeeding yeah. in sports. And, yeah. yeah, Skid Solo and uh, Johnny Cougar, the wrestler, nice. and things like that. So yep. it was all these different sports. But I actually only read those stories because they were exciting, interesting adventures. So it right. uh, influenced me more to get into even more fiction and more reading and things like right. that. And okay. soon my dad started getting... Um, Dan Dare, Pilot of the Future, and stuff like that. And next thing you know, all my friends were like, what is this stupid stuff that you're reading? You should be reading X-Men.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, and, and that's that's basically...
0: Oh, so that's how you... That's yeah, how you can so, that. so that's the, something mainstream.
1: Mainstream from there. And um, high school, we all go through that process where somebody says, have... I've, you, you're reading all this American stuff but have you actually seen 2000 AD and yes. then that blows your mind when you, when you see not that every, stuff not everybody gets
0: that yeah. some people just get stay immersed in that the, the American stuff not understanding exactly how yeah. much stuff came out of Britain yeah wow. so you were 2000 AD <laughs> too.
1: 2000 AD but it was basically everything that came mm-hmm. from there remember those little war books that they used to have yes. that the, even those as well. So even the, okay. All of that stuff. My sisters never got into the comic book stuff, but they did, like, way back in the day, they used to do um, photo comic books where they had actual actors. Oh, the
0: actual actors in the, yeah, the, the, they the, the photographed them. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, right. and it was presented in the same way. Okay. So they used to buy those things. So I even used to read all of that as well. Sure. Friendsvechter, Wittier, okay. leipert. Uh, yeah, like yeah, that's all you're
0: not, my my Africans is not yeah. so uh, well, I'm <laughs> old old school terrible, things. Terrible, terrible yeah. Afrikaans. And they were
1: all Afrikaans. I can't actually Tessa was English, I think. Okay. She was this the James Bond modesty blaze of modesty South Blaise. Africa. Oh right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: so a lot of it was um her beating the bad guys while dressed in a bikini. So now <laughs> for some reason as a, as a young boy that really appealed to me. Oh, well, this, this is... I can't remember a single plot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm now stunned well i shouldn't be i've just never given it any thought like what the comic uh groundwork would have been like yeah in south africa uh i mean south africa comes there's a there's a part of its history where it's closed off and things are different yeah, yeah. and there was a lot of stuff where south africa had to be self-sufficient yes that makes me think wow uh, obviously it would have had to come up with your own stuff
1: Makes absolute sense. Like mm-hmm. I, I never saw South African comic books at all until I was at university, um, and that was because I went looking for it as well. Right. Uh, because there was nothing. Where
0: did, did you study? And what uh, did you study?
1: I okay. Firstly, I tried to be an accountant. I actually started up here in Johannesburg at Witz University, and right. that didn't work out. My personality type. Mm-hmm. I, I just I woke up. Halfway through my second year, and it's like, I can't do this. I
0: can't do this anymore.
1: So I, I sort of ambled along for the rest of the year. failed miserably at the end of the year, and I said to my mom and dad, oops. 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 I yeah. not an exhibitor. you
0: very much. So that's just dated the podcast and timed the podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so well. It was Editing. So it was initially accounting. Did you I started accounting mm-hmm. um, because I got a wonderful scholarship for it. Okay. Um, well, and you're also a clever, you're
0: a clever
1: boy. <laughs> uh <laughs> no, and not it's really. <laughs> apparently not all that smart. <laughs> 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 um it, it were, it's a complicated story, but now that I'm old enough, I look back mm-hmm. at it and I realize a lot of it was reaction. Okay. Least, there's an irony in this whole tale, if you, if, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll explain the whole thing. Sure. Um, so, my mom's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Most of my aunts were teachers. Yeah. A couple of my uncles and my cousins were studying teaching. Okay. And the first bursary I got that I applied for was for teaching. And I was like, right. I only did it because they told me I should apply Thank for it. Thank
0: you very much for visiting Icon. I hope you have safe by one. And we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.
1: Franco, you've got some work to do. Franco, as a sound i say, <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, my, my parents encouraged me to, to do yes. the application for yes. um, a teaching bursary, which right. I then got. Um, and it was sort of, I'm going to do this. And then I found out about a lot of testing that was being done for kids that wanted to possibly get bursaries in um, mathematics or accounts or whatever. Right. So I went sure. got tested I was one of the lucky few that got um, got through to the next round which gotcha. was interviews yep. did well at my interviews and got yeah. the wonderful scholarship to study accounting. Right. And in my second year I then realized it wasn't for me This so wasn't for you. So yeah so after that it was what do I actually really like doing and mm-hmm. I had a year of doing just about everything. Any okay. kind of job that I could find. I was a cashier, I was right. a cleaner at Simba Chips. I, I still can't eat. Um, <laughs> what is this your job like? No, no, this is down in okay, Cape Town. Okay. I, I moved back to Cape Town right. for that. Um, so I did all kinds of things in that year, but on, a you lot still of it,
0: can't, No, 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 you don't no. <laughs> just dangle that and get away with it. Simba Chips. You, still can't, you can't eat
1: Simba Chips. No, no, I, I can eat Simba Chips. No, I no. just had some Lay's earlier. <laughs> Thanks
0: Grant. So yeah, you just had Lay's now. Okay. Yeah,
1: I just mm-hmm. had some Lay's earlier, so now I can eat chips. What I what I still struggle with, I do eat it now, is yeah. just the um, uh, pecan bites and, and right. those things. Yes. And it was because of, in, in the factory they had this giant trough that had all the kernels in it, mm-hmm. and it was um, actually there to get rinsed off and cleaned up, okay. so now for... <laughs> <laughs> So (laughs) there I was working in the factory and a lot of the time I'd be up on the uh, rafters and cleaning above the machines and I'd Uh be looking down and I noticed that a lot of the the guys that were working on fixing the machines, they would have their grease covered hands, they would walk past the trough and they would just wash their hands quickly in there because of the little kernel pebble things that were in there. Yes. So that was like, oh, guys, come on, I'm sure that's not allowed. So on the plus side, the other chips are great because they go through <laughs> this intense heat. <laughs> yeah, so those machines are awesome. They, they burn all or a lot of the starch out of it and it's, it's, it's intense heat. So I know a lot of germs get killed there, but the, the pecorn bites and those corn mm-hmm. chip things. Yeah. It was years before I could actually start eating them again. Wow. With the assumption that not every single factory surely has the same kind I'm of sure, people of, work.
0: Of course. I'm, I'm sure occupation, <laughs> occupational health and safety has has tightened up a fair bit. That was back in the day.
1: <laughs> that was back in the day.
0: Where, where... You said you went looking for South African comics at yeah. university. Yeah. Where but, did you get... Where were you now buying your own comics? Where were you finding
1: um, this? What happened when I was in matric? My cousins gave me a whole lot of shit about you're gonna go study next year at a lot I of family shit? pressure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, <laughs> those uh, of you please make your way downstairs.
0: This is probably the worst decision I've made today. Yeah.
1: I, do uh, I, I don't mind repeating myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I saying? You can know, always just <laughs> edit it back in. <here. laughs>
0: I think we might leave that one in for fun
1: Frank. Okay. Um when, where were you finding? Oh the, the comic How book thing. So so I had this mm, a nice collection. It wasn't it wasn't a great collection about the hundred comic books or so and mm-hmm. when I was in Matric, I decided that because of all this pressure that comic books are for kids and mm. I just gave it all away. Yep. Okay, so um fast forward passed my time at Wits, the two years of, mm-hmm. of not reading comic books at all. Yep. Go back to Cape Town and I was doing all this part-time work and stuff and nice. um, I started seeing comic books on the shelves in little corner shops.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and these things were being sold for cheap, dirt cheap. Yeah. So, this is
0: South African made comics? Or yeah. were they like the reprints of
1: the, U- the, U- the U.S. stuff? It's, no, the, the actual comic books, so right. what would I... they'd be six months old.
0: Okay, right. Okay, so
1: they'd give them in bulk yeah. and just distribute them in all these little shops mm-hmm. uh, all, all over the place. So it took a little bit of dedication, but one could actually
0: you could find
1: actually a full year's worth of whatever the comic book was that I was in. Are you on Marvel or DC boy? Marvel.
0: Yeah?
1: It's been Marvel since the X-Men days back in the... Day. I, um,
0: X-Men was not my first comic, but X-Men was my first love. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm so X-Men I, would,
1: in. I would say X-Men was my first love and yeah. then Daredevil when I was at primary school was was oh. the comic book that I liked the most okay. and Spider-Man followed Who's your fa- Do you have a favorite run on Daredevil? Um, Frank Miller back in the day again. Yeah. The the Born Again thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Stunning. Yeah.
0: Right, cool. you, I, so if you're if you're clever, you can go around to all these corner stores and actually get I A have run of the comics you're reading.
1: Okay. From, from Jan to December of a specific year. Right. It would just take a lot of dedication. So I then found out that some of my college mates were doing the same thing. And then one of yeah. our lecturers picked up that we were talking about comic books. Yeah. And they gave us a comic book project. Draw uh-huh. a comic book, write a story about the whole thing. And that's where for the very first time I was like, this could I, be could, fun. Did, I, I could do this. Uh-huh. I, I did um, and art, you, you said you were like drawing stuff when you were when you were younger. Was art yeah. always something you did? Art was always something that I did, even uh-huh. when I was doing my boring old accountant stuff. Right. It was, it was the thing that I did to keep myself sane. I would uh-huh. constantly be sketching little right. things, um, doing stories that went nowhere. Sure. But it was never with the idea of I'm going to put together this huge magnum opus and I'm going to have all these characters. I'm going to have a proper storyline. It, it was just whimsically as I felt like right. drawing about a specific topic I was doing. Sure, okay. So yeah, that was, that was going through the whole process of sitting with other people that read 10 million comic books, same as I did, and they were given the same project and everybody groaned in dismay and I was like, but guys, this is awesome. <laughs> we, we get to do something that we like mm. and our lecturer is going to give us points for it. Yeah. What, so, easy. Yeah, easy. But no, they were all like... Yeah, we've got to create characters. We've got to create worlds. We've got to figure out a story—a beginning, the, middle, and end. Was
0: that part of it? It had to be an yeah. original story. Yeah,
1: we yeah. couldn't. We couldn't just reproduce um, American stuff. No, yeah, we couldn't. Yeah. We couldn't do anything like that.
0: Yeah, with with one eye. Yeah. And Joan Grey.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I I figured my lecturer had never seen. Um, uh, where did you go? Hellblazer, <laughs> okay, Constantine. Yep. Yes. So oh, so my character nice. was South African. He. Would, was in cape town he um he he was basically a witch hunter i am already
0: in on this story i want to read this story the idea of the idea of an african-based with the stuff that can be done
1: yeah it could be pretty insane i my my first story was set at a school where the the food that the people were eating in the was a school sort of based on the college that I was at, right. C- CPUT, Cape uh, okay. Peninsula University of Technology. Sure. Um, where the, f- the food that people were consuming suddenly became alive and and it, it sort of started growing and doing this whole aliens mm. thing, or maybe not aliens, the thing. Right, right yes. Know, the, the, the
0: With the tentacles and stuff. Tentacles and, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and all um, that stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Carpenter, wasn't
1: it? Uh, it was John Carpenter. John Carpenter, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so so that well, was this whole explosion. How
0: could that? you not know it was John Carpenter? <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was pretty much a pointless story when I think about it because it was just this stuff happens and he is there because he's had uh-huh. um, a hey, couple of. Hey, Greg, no, what are
0: you doing trying to snake? Oh, I'm uh. just giving more of his back. You know, you do you not know how podcasts work? I, direct, I, I do, Nell? that's why I was going to be super quiet, Mr. Lester Lester. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what your turn name is, Lester. Oh, and dude, it's Alan. You just <laughs> Alan from Alchemex Huge, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. From I'm sorry. Alchemist. It's been a long day. Sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt.
1: Look, we've already had Wait. the announcements come yeah. over from Rycons. Uh, I'm
0: sorry. I was trying really hard to be quiet, but someone, yeah, well, you uh, failed. someone ruined that. You kind of fell.
1: I don't mind repeating myself. Oh,
0: that's, <laughs> I mean, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's had to do it a
1: couple of times already. Uh, right?
0: Anyway, I just wanted to bring you back before we, we bugged out. Oh, yes, right. awesome, and thanks. thanks. Man. No thanks, problem. You guys, uh, see you guys tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lester. Lester. Sorry, you want me to speak into the microphone? Yeah, yeah, please. If you could, check the levels. Thank you, Lester. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> they can maintain that throughout heart, any podcast i want. My heart's <laughs> a little to Twitter. Thank you. Thanks, Cheers, Greg. Bye. Uh, that was Greg Nell. You can get him on the Variance Cover podcast, and uh, he's st- conflicts, of conflicts of interest with Naz Husam. Yeah. yeah, cool. <laughs> right.
1: Shameless so plug.
0: The shameless plug. <laughs> right, right, it's cross. It's a shameless cross promotion. We have we have the thing style food attacking the students.
1: Yeah and and he just steps in because he's got blah blah whatever spell so he does the old constant thing yeah constantine thing where, where no trench coat no no uh-huh. I, I, I went south african with him i decided that seeing that he was a south african he shouldn't be white either uh-huh. you know sure. so um anyway he does the spells and incantations and it and it works and the stuff subsides and whatever mm-hmm. else and the story ends there because we only had something like four pages to work with and wow. i needed to Get all of that across without explaining who he was what the actual setting was or anything right. like that uh i can't remember if i got decent marks for that probably something like a 60 percent, maybe what yeah no that's but, an awesome
0: story uh,
1: why why is that what was uh, the name well, of the character? My, um mark arcane that's kind of kind of cool kind of cool why is there not a mark arcane
0: the
1: mark of our, uh, the Arcane
0: Mark. The arcane mark. The arcane um, mark. Uh, Why is
1: it an mar- Arcane Mark comic? Well, fast forward a couple of years later and I tried doing it as a pitch to okay. San Diego and Oh you yeah, okay. Um actually went over there with yeah, so like here
0: a, I am asking you just before we went on there. <laughs> so if you, you know that there's like a whole picture of San Diego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Les, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you've already been there.
1: Um well it's, didn't go all that well because right. I, I didn't actually really have an idea of the level of work even back then. This is 2001. Right. A uh, level of work that was that was expected of anybody pitching sure. to these bigger companies. Right. Um, and I went as part of a group called Egubu, which mm-hmm. um, the word means, it's, it's, it's the sound of drums beating. And mm-hmm. we chose that name. In actual fact, um, let me give credit to the guy that came up with it, Julian Erasmus. He was mm-hmm. actually with me at college right previously like a couple of years before that and Mm -hmm. when i said we want to do comic book stuff and blah blah whatever he pitched up for a couple of meetings did some character sketches came up with a group name Mm -hmm. and then left you know i haven't seen jules in about 10 years or something okay but anyway um so i went to comic con to go pitch a couple of different story ideas and people that were part of the group back then Vincent Sammy, um, mm. Daniel Hugo, uh, Grant Muller. Uh, and I'm going to call him Chloe. Because, uh, Carl, Carl. I can't remember Carl's surname. Right. But um, there, there was all. It was a ever-changing group of people that would join, and this is this is where this whole Godfather of South African comic books actually comes from because. Uh-huh. We were the hub. There was a a central few of us that Mm -hmm. were at all the meetings and that had the plan to go to San Diego. And these other guys would come along and sort of pitch us and show us their stuff. And the agreement was, that's all cool. I'll take it with me. Mm -hmm. Finish it. That was basically it. Sure. You know, we've got six months. We can do it. Yep. And a whole lot of people didn't finish. Ah. So I went over with, with what I had. And I, f- I had to explain all of that first before uh-huh. actually pitching so that the right. people would go through it and they'd finally like, that's that's cool, thank you very much, leave us your pitch thing, did you do anything that is in this pile? And then I would take my stuff out and they would look at it and they'd all be very polite about it and that, that that's, we can certainly see a little bit. I can see some promise there. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, we can only judge on the artwork. It looks sure. like your anatomy needs some work. Da, da, right. Comments like that. And I was like, okay, that's that's all useful. Thank so you very much. It was nice. Much. Did you take it constructive? Positive. Positive feedback. Uh, okay. okay. So this is day one, and I'm like flying when I go home because all these guys took our little envelopes and, mm-hmm. and they were going to um, mail us back within three months. Mm-hmm. So the next day I go in, and I see... One of my biggest heroes of, of in comic books ever. One, one used to be Frank Miller, used to be, and the other one's Neil Adams. Yes. So, I go stand in the line, and I wait, and I wait for Mr. Adams, and I'm like, there's only five people in this line. Do they know who this man is? This is <laughs> Neil Adams. Well, it soon became clear why that line was so short, because Neil is brutally honest.
0: He basically...
1: day one, you
0: had the sugar-coated candy. Yeah,
1: sugar-coated candy, the stuff that will never help you to become better at anything. Uh And day two was was him, and he was the first person that I saw that day. Uh So Neil took my stuff apart. Firstly, where I hadn't used reference, where I should have used reference, Uh told me, don't make shit up, just, you know... Uh, this stuff exists in the real world. All the stuff that you've drawn is, is in your city and so on. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't even look like your city. From from what he could tell. Did he It's like it you that
0: who's about to hit you with this no. snow channel? No. Not, you're, you're presenting and I'm going to give it to you.
1: Yeah. He's, he, he said, um, the only deal is, you've got to listen. Just stay there and listen. So I, oh, I oh, stood oh, and, oh, wow. I, and I took about five minutes of this. And a crowd gathered. A crowd gathered Watching because it was so, Yeah, no. I was I was oh. completely dis- sick. And he was he was saying, um, uh, he asked me, whether I do anything?" Just visualizing it in my head, and mm-hmm. whether I did um, construction lines and things like that, and and uh-huh. pointed out that I hadn't, and that was a problem, and that's where my anatomy problems came from, right. and my perspective problems, and. Um, it was just this ongoing list of, and I was I was feeling worse and worse and worse as I stood there so I said you know I tried this and I tried that and I came across very apologetic and I yes. said I'm going to stop you right thing mm-hmm. when you do anything and not just illustration but if you do anything don't ever apologize for it so I was like how does that help me at all and I walked out kind of devastated it took me a while to actually realize what he actually was saying is uh-huh. just do it properly just do it Mm -hmm. properly so that you don't have to apologize for I don't have the reference for I don't have a friend that can pose for me right I don't know how to do um, construction lines but but it didn't that took months for that to actually for for my for my brain to actually switch around.
0: that must have been a great feeling when it clicked
1: when it clicked yeah months later and in the the
0: meantime you're feeling miserable
1: in the meantime I walked out of Comic-Con I went and I sat outside and I on that main road um on on the benches yeah um and i was i was sitting there i was like i actually can't walk back into that place i I can't face somebody else because this is neil adams he's 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 obviously told me the truth that all these other people were way too nice to actually mm-hmm. say and he's done it in a horrible way and i feel very humiliated and sad and i've wasted all this money to be here, yeah. all those thoughts going through my head and um I was sitting there and a guy came and he sat next to me. And, and he had this huge smile on his face and he had the Comic-Con bag over his yeah. shoulder. And he's like, I just bought the most awesome shit ever. And he was all excited about the whole comic book thing. And I, I started talking to him and started looking at the stuff that he was doing. And then he said, you, you don't seem to be into the whole thing. And I was like, no. What's no, happened? I just had a a, a crit from uh, uh, Neil Adams and he yeah. said, let me guess, he told you your work was shit and he told you to basically just forget about ever drawing comic books and stuff. So I said, yeah. And he said, well, he told me the same thing as well. So I was like, really? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I also told Frank Miller the same thing. It's like, no. So I said, no, nope. well, maybe he didn't say it like that, but he definitely mm. wasn't the most encouraging person to mm. Frank Miller, apparently. So turns out this wow. guy is David Mack. You're next to David Kabuki. Mack? Kabuki, yeah. He pulled out his stuff He's and it's sure. like, he showed me his, his, his comic book and like, that's insane. It, it was like the best possible person I could have sat, sat next to me to tell me that he'd gone through exactly the same process. That and is insane. He, had his, he had his printed book. And I'd oh. never heard of it. I'd never heard of him. But I was impressed. I, I, liked the f- I was studying at that point. I was studying design anyway. So I, mm-hmm. I was looking at this combination of... The, the the graphic design and typographical aspects that mm-hmm. he was bringing into his um, illustration. Right. Um, and it was just a different kind of comic book and I was like mm-hmm. well I don't actually have to feel that bad because this guy looks pretty together and his stuff mm. looks good to me and he got bashed in exactly the same way. It still took me another hour after he would ambled off quite happily <laughs> to finally pluck up the guts to go back inside again. I actually stood at the, at the entrance going, if I go back in here, I have to...
0: You have to be prepared for this.
1: I have to go get critted by somebody and I, and I must just I must just listen to what they say and not uh-huh. stand there thinking either they're being too harsh mm-hmm. or they're sugarcoating it too much. Sure. And quite honestly, I can't remember what was said in the rest of those interviews because it was just Neil Adams playing in my head the whole day. Um, but it was it was pretty good still. the following day I, I spent the first 4 hours of the day on the beach playing touch rugby with a guy from brazil and oh, there's the hell an australian oh, well, there no no
0: really the really. we were all staying at the same
1: we were staying at the same place so it was okay. right on the beach okay. and the topic came around to stupid american sports and then <laughs> one of them pulled out a rugby ball and it's like i don't really play but we can at least show these guys and yeah it was fun it was it was great and then mm-hmm. i went okay i'm actually not here for this i need to be at comic con i need yeah. to go get some more feedback so i went around and was just explaining myself mm-hmm. getting the feedback handing over our little parcels mm-hmm. and those american companies got back to me all of them within the space of three months they all mailed me back uh-huh. they, they explained that the work really wasn't on the level now that mm-hmm. they sat down and they look at, yep. at as a complete package that the writing wasn't up to standard, mm-hmm. that some of the artwork, like Daniel's, was really good, but right. it felt way too European and and wouldn't fit in with most of what was happening, which sure. was all the superhero stuff on that side. Suggested that he, for instance, contact the um, European publishers. Right. And for the rest of us, sort of, up your game for next year and come back. We'd like to see you there again. Gotcha. It's like, wow, guys. Do you know how much money I spent that I don't have to be there? I'm never going back. <laughs> but then obviously I did go back. Another <laughs> <laughs> following year. How many? Yeah, that's. That was that was i thousand. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna jump ahead mm. because you now help. I'm sure you do. At your design is your places like this, where somebody will approach and say, "Look, can I get this sort of feedback?" Yeah. How did what happened with Neil change how you interacted when it came to giving guidance and suggestions to budding creators?
1: I think for at least a year I sugarcoated quite a bit. Right? Because you didn't want because them I did that. No, I mean, I I got mm-hmm. extremely lucky that day that I met somebody else who had gone through the same thing that right. put a positive spin on everything. Yeah. And I'd also had a year to think about that everything that he said to me was valid. It was it was good advice. It was fantastic advice. It was just delivered as a stab to the gut. Uh, but the way that he did it was mm-hmm. quite brutal and he definitely got my attention. I've never forgotten it. Um, but but it took me a while to put him back on my list as one of my favourite artists of <laughs> all time because while. I met a man.
0: Did you go and burn everything he had? No, no, no. no.
1: <laughs> I, I, kept, I kept the stuff that I had. Um, but... He's he's a cranky old man, but what he said was <laughs> <laughs> was extremely valid. You know? Mm. It's, it's one of those things.
0: How do you how does that so, frame
1: so you sugarcoated advice for a year? Oh, for about a year or so and then and then, 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 and then I, I something else clicked in my head and I was like, No, I'm not helping people with this. Uh-huh. If if I think something is horrible and it must have been for closer to two years, I right. think because in two thousand and three I split from the Igaboo guys and sure. I I did my own um, Clockworks comic book, and part of that was right. I had a website where I then reviewed other people's work. Okay, and, cool. Um, there I pulled the Neil Adams, and I was just like, brutally honest. And like, guys, if, if your narrative tale is that you've shown in the first part of the story an actual physical action, people going through something, mm-hmm. please let us not have an entire page or two wasted later on with two other characters discussing just what happened to those guys without moving the story forward. That's right. not good writing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and then also I would point out that perspectives would be wrong with anatomy and, and things like that, issues within so people. started valid... I, I started being like that well, art valid. critic, not really okay. valid. Yeah. I was being that art critic guy. You know, the... the
0: well, you're chilling, you're in a meal.
1: Those who can do, those <laughs> that can't teach, Sorry. and those that can't even teach become critics. Oh, I never heard the third <laughs> leg of that. I've heard the first two before. I've never heard the third leg. All right, so
0: well, well done that's... critics. All these failed <laughs> teachers out there.
1: Yeah. Wow. Uh, anyway, so, mm. um, and then the more involved I got with South African comic books, the more I started trying to balance out the way that I was
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, giving people feedback on mm-hmm. this stuff. So not overly sugary, but also not brutally Neil, Neil Adams' level of. Okay. Yes. Mm.
0: All right. I, I, that was a yeah, it was a natural progression. I wanted yeah. to know what. To okay, so if we come back now, you did get back over to San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. You did try again. Uh, what were the what was the feedback like that time?
1: Uh, well, that was different. We went with uh, Velocity Comic. Oh, this was two years ago, right? No, three, two, three. yeah, twenty thirteen, and then yeah, we went twenty fourteen again. Okay, um, so the. Ray Witcher made the proposal yep. to to comic on that we do a talk on South African and Australian comic books yes. because that's what Velocity was. Mm-hmm. We then got accepted and we went over and that first year we, we, made, we took the focus away from Velocity mm-hmm. and put it more on all these other comic books that was also happening because mm-hmm. um, since 2010 there was a sudden Interest and blooming of South African comic books. So there was actually quite a bit on our side, right. and then the Australians obviously had a lot. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been able in the first place because that was Neville's brainchild. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw what was happening that side. He saw the support that people were giving indie comics, mm-hmm. and he just wanted, right, wanted to create something that could could have a market there to support the printing side of things. Sure, and and still also give South African guys an opportunity to put together quite a decent kind of a portfolio almost of published work published work yeah so, so it, was was an, idea. it
0: was a south african initiative that reached out um
1: reached out well, to australia and said like let's do this together and neville was in australia because oh, it moved helps. down there yeah okay. so so that's he was down there and yeah. it was one of Dirty those trader? hey dude <laughs> hey dude let's do this sounds like yeah. an awesome idea it's like, yeah. and uh, it's no, because, no, just no, <laughs> nothing's happening in South Africa. There's just nothing happening. Mm-hmm. So um, he said, but you know Daniel and you know Vincent and you know this one. In the, and he and rattled off all these names. Like, Yeah, I know these guys, but none of them are drawing comic books. So he said, okay, well, why don't you ask people like, for instance, Jason Masters and Sean Isaacsa yeah. and those guys, ask them whether they'd like those, those, those guys are jerks. Yeah. 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 So I was like, <laughs> yeah, those jerks will never say yes. So the first person I asked was Daniel Hugo, and he said yes. And I was like, "Oh wow, he's an anomaly. I'm gonna ask Sean." So Sean said yes. I was like, "Okay, well, if the third person says yes, I suppose I can." So I asked Jason, and he's like, "That sounds awesome." It's like, "Fuck these guys." Seriously, I'm gonna do this thing. So yeah, (laughs)
0: because three data points make a trend.
1: Exactly. You can't do it with two. Exactly. I, I, I think just about every person that I asked. Yeah. Whether took them a week to get back to me. Mm. I think a week was the longest. Um, and that was from Chris Bierkus, who's an artist down yep. there. Mm-hmm. And he sort of went, old oh, man, stop hassling me. Of course I'll do it. <laughs> just, just... Oh, really? wow. Like, okay. Of course I'll do it. So I was like... What made you think that they wouldn't? Because nothing was happening. My, my logic was that if any of us really actually wanted to do a comic it book, would we'd be, be doing a there. comic book. That's the same as was
0: like, uh, well, yeah, we're not going to do that because... It's a good okay yeah. It's a good. Yeah. Idea. If it was a good enough yeah, idea, a good idea, somebody would have already yeah. done it.
1: Okay. So we did the first velocity. It had its ups and downs. There were a couple of new artists that had never done comic books before. Mm-hmm. People had never written a comic book, and yeah. and it was it was, it was a very decent comic book, I would mm-hmm. think. Um, and if you remind me, I can send you a link with people that are listening please. to the podcast, mm-hmm. if they can go to your site and make yeah, sure. it. Read that first issue and see what it looks like. Yeah please. Um, so it was a little bit all over the place, but yeah. we did get a, a certain thing right, which was the fantasy and sci-fi aspect of the whole thing. People bought into it and people were excited about drawing something like right. that and not what they sort of was used to South African comic books What being, was the brief books. you gave everybody? I said it needs to be a fantasy and sci-fi yep. story. It needs to have a beginning, middle, and end. That was and it. Other than that, just well, go for it. But send us your script first. That was the whole thing. Uh-huh. Now, a weird thing happened. Um, uh, Paul Abstruse is an Australian artist, um, Mm -hmm. tattooist as well. He sent us a storyline through of this giant killer robot uh, which was decommissioned and it was in this scrapyard and this little child finds it and activates it and gets all excited because you're going to be my friend and then the robot kills him. And that's brilliant. You know, I've never heard of a story like that. I swear to you, Two or three emails later, I got exactly the same script from a South African um, artist um, Pete woodbridge no. exactly the same storyline. I sent him the other guy's stuff back. I said this guy's already done thumbnails on it this is this is How, your uh, just a coincidence coincidence the weirdest coincidence literally the same day, a couple oh, of what? emails apart Shit. so okay. uh, Pete Woodbridge changed his storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, he made it a friendly Pixar kind of monster. On a, on a trip with his wife, kind of thing. Right. Um, but it was just—it was That's just like, stunning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was just oh. that that old first velocity was. It's gonna take us six months to do. Mm-hmm. Six months later, it's like, oh, better give people another two months. But huh. this thing is gonna get done, and uh-huh. it did. Yep. And people responded to it very positively, except for one or two people, which I'll name and shame. Let's, let's name and shame them. Yeah. All right. Who is, who is <laughs> jerk number one? Uh, well, when I say a couple of people, it's actually just, um, just the, the one, one that stands out, uh, yeah, Andy Mason, uh, mm-hmm. who was this old cantankerous cartoonist artist from Durban originally that's down in, in Cape Town. He's done a hell of a lot for South African comic books. But we're going
0: to slag him off now, are we?
1: <laughs> but I still disagree <laughs> with this comment that, the, uh, unfortunately, that philosophy appeared to be somewhat stereotypical and generic and trying to be international or something like that So, like huh. i think that was a brief that i gave people i don't want to see cape town in your story and i don't want to see joe and i sure as hell don't want to see boring social political mm. bullshit so right so it was fantasy it was sci-fi it was what it was and it? uh
0: did you do you ever talk to andy about his about the comments
1: yeah he couldn't remember saying it it's like, oh, I never said that. So I'm like, oh, he's actually oh, been pulled out Andy. Out. What you it would be nice to hear the logic behind it. There is a logic. I can post you another link. I'm sure I can find <laughs> it because he didn't, he didn't say it. He actually wrote it. But, right. you know, like when I normally say it, I, I mm-hmm. say Andy said. Yes. But true. he actually committed himself into an article oh, talking dear. about it. So right. it's definitely out there floating. Did he, on he contribute internet at all? all? He helped Pete Woodbridge on his um, story for that first Velocity. So he, okay. he, he wrote. Okay. Uh, for that. All right. And um, yeah, first Velocity was great. We did the second one six months later because we figured out that's more or less the maximum amount of time before people would forget about Velocity existing. right? And also it would give people enough time to do six to 12 pages worth of storage. Sure, okay. The second one, when we got to the six-month point, we just went, okay, that's cut off, guys. Too bad, so sad. And that went we to run print, with so... What we got. Yeah, the first one was 104 pages. The right. second one went down to 80 pages, and 80 pages is sort of where it's stuck throughout, Okay. mostly. I right. said so mostly because the very last one that we did um, was actually 48 pages, and it was themed around horror and and mm-hmm. monsters. When and did that, that come out? It's two years ago now, sadly enough. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, that's multiple
1: up. sets of six months. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, um, oh, the full number of Velocities, we did Velocity, the first one was under four pages, mm-hmm. and then we did three that were all 80 pages. Mm-hmm. Then we did, after going to San Diego, um, Ray and Neville and myself we were sitting in a cafeteria one day in uh-huh. restaurant over there, and, and I think it was, um, it was the Defiance Cafe because the, uh-huh. the yeah, TV TV yeah, so yeah, dr- the TV directly shop.
0: across from the, yeah, okay. Um, so just, what they do is they, Kassab, take,
1: yeah. they, they take the Hard Rock Cafe and yes. they theme it completely yeah. to what that thing, so it was, it was themed as Defiance. Uh-huh. So we I were were in that year. I don't know. Really? Okay.
0: Yeah, all right, sorry. Okay. Um, I, apologize for not, yeah, I apologize for not oh. attending your panel. Okay. I am so sorry, because I remember the Defiance Cafe. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that.
1: So we're sitting in there and it turns to... to How the hell did you get in? The lineup for that place was around the door. Oh, we did that thing that we always do when anyway we're with Neville. We just do that pointy thing that that um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that uh, the what's what's his name um, in that horrible Spider-Man three movie, Toby Maguire did, sorry, where he's a total oh, douche-hole. That kind of thing is I'm, I'm I'm the guy that belongs, here and they just walked in. That's that's it. We just act like we belong. That's okay. Uh, but we'll, it was we'll awesome. Have, so yeah. now you're in
0: there, and you have this defining moment.
1: Yeah, it's um, uh, Neville. Just I don't know why I thought of it. It's, it's suddenly turned to Ray and said, um, "You know what we should do, right? We should we should actually. Why don't you organize um, a stand-alone story that's that's a velocity story or based on one of the velocity stories? Right. And we get each artist to do a single page like we used to do back in the day oh, for the cool. comic jam kind Massive of things. Massive collaborative thing. Yeah. Right. So. Uh-huh. Um, Obviously, Ray was all excited about it. Obviously, I was all excited about yeah. it. We came back and then we had to have a look at which story we would take. So the simplest one to take was Darker Forces, because mm-hmm. that was something that Christopher Wake, and myself had come up with a concept for. Sure. And I did the writing on it and Daniel illustrated Daniel-Hugo illustrated that for the first Velocity. Right. And it was sort of an open world where it kind of ended a little bit open-ended. so. Uh-huh. We could continue the story, and also there wouldn't be any kind of copyright issue things. Gotcha. It. Right. So between Ray and myself, we organized the South African guys. We got 16 people on board, and um, Neville organized the Australian guys, mm-hmm. and he got 16 people on that side. We mm-hmm. got two cover artists, one from Australia, one from South Africa, sure. and Neville wrote the Australian part of it, and I wrote the South African Part of it, and the events happen well, sort these, of concurrently. I was going to
0: say, it's these two separate concurrent stories. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's
1: it's the events as they're happening. The South Africans and the Australians in the story have to team up to stop the aliens. Uh, well, maybe I should backtrack. Oh, hey, let, it's not Americans. Let, let wow, me wow, let nice. me backtrack the story. So uh-huh. the the story behind Darker Forces, mm-hmm. the first one, that went into velocity one, is. It's six months after Earth has been invaded by aliens. They've basically swept humanity from the planet. Right. They they are in control. Cities are destroyed. That right. is the the part that they attack the most. Right. So our story starts with this little kid, and he's walking through this destroyed city, and the alien ships start to land, um, and he hides, and he, he, he hears this sound music, and he follows the music, mm-hmm. and... Um, as he's running out, the, the aliens spot him, and right. they are about to kill him, yep. catch him, kill him. There's a start firing at him. Um, but fortunately for him, the human resistance have been waiting for, for them to come. So sure. with the with kid distracting them, they can then attack the aliens. Gotcha. And he gets away, except for two aliens chasing him, and he gets saved by somebody doing magic. So this is the whole thing. Oh, the the right. science of Earth has failed against the aliens. This is an
0: awesome story.
1: Right? I think so. Science has failed against them because their science is so advanced it might as well be magic, which is why the people of Earth then fall back to the old ways, the old gods. We start praying to oh. them and we start using all these um, uh, Roman mythology kind of things. And, and This is a great story. Yeah. So I, I won't spoil how it ends, but anyway, the... That, that is the gist of it. You've mm-hmm. got these human resistance pockets mm-hmm. in places like Cape Town or in Egypt or mm. um, uh, Australia. Yes. Because these places are less populated, less cities. Whereas the Americans, with all their massive cities, they were targeted first and they were destroyed generally first. Right. So that was the, the whole idea and logic behind it. Okay. So um, ah. we just worked on that. Okay. We um, we then took things from there, mm-hmm. um, continued the story from there. So the mission is the South Africans on our side yeah. need to do a part of the mission so that the Australians can succeed on their side right. and destroy one of the motherships that's over, um, which chose Melbourne because yes. that's that's where Neville is staying. So,
0: Melbourne's uh, a cock sorry yeah. Neville well it's destroyed it's actually in not a, bad it's not Melbourne is not bad but I'm from yeah. Sydney so Melbourne sucks right <laughs>
1: okay. um, it's, it's pretty much destroyed in the thing so Yay! yeah.
0: now I'm ready yeah. for the bad guys yeah.
1: so um, a lot of things change like for instance we were talking on the panel about um, needing to be fluid when you're writing things mm-hmm. like for instance Neville I, I came up with oh it, it needs to be set at Ayers Rock yes mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. you know that's because of its background and all that stuff. Mm. But from Melbourne, that is quite a distance to go. And it's a the, fair the, way. Yeah, yeah. The, the story is that the, um, the human convoy would get chased all the way to their destination, and that would be way too far. They'd all be wiped out because his ships would be way too fast. So I had to find a closer spot for the final mm-hmm. fight to happen and things like that. So it's a mm-hmm. doubt it, it that he was there he to could actually go. tell more about the area. It's not gonna work, it's not uh, gonna work. Uh, so um, people generally have really liked that story because I think it's yeah. a, a longer story, it's 32 pages, and it's, it, it ties in nicely and mm-hmm. it's pretty well planned, as yes. even if I do say so myself, uh-huh. in terms of the South African component mm-hmm. and the Australian component. Right, okay. And the way that we unified it is the color style throughout. Stays exactly the same, which is so uh, the
0: artwork changing. Artwork uh, changes yeah. per
1: page, but yes. the, the color style sort of pulls it together. Okay. There's a couple of good reviews for it out there on the internet as well. People nice. did like it. The Australians like the Andy Australian say? part a what lot did Andy more. Say? <laughs> he, he bought it. He bought it twice from me, so I think he nice. might have liked it. Yeah. Or he forgot that he read it and he bought it again. But I just nice. sold it to him twice.
0: <laughs> nice. So there were good reviews?
1: Yeah. I think yeah. that's the best-reviewed um, Velocity-associated... Mm-hmm. No, a second-best, I would say. The very last one, we did the horror one. Yeah. That one worked out really well. The, all the stories held... At the the theme of having... Uh, it was called Velocity Macabre. Yes. And um, it, it just worked really well. Mm-hmm. Each story in there had its own different spin on horror. and. Okay. Um, obviously, again, different art styles, and I think it was very well-balanced between... Right. Australian artists and South African artists.
0: It's been two years, though.
1: What's happened? It's been two years. It's me. and sectors It's happen. you. It's, it's, me. it's your fault? Yeah, it's my your fault. fault. Right. I'll, I'll take complete blame for it because I do actually you have jerk. about 40 pages of artwork. Sitting there have I'm ready to go. I haven't, I've, I haven't really nailed down at least the last eight pages to just okay. finish it off. Um, if it finally does happen, it will be the last velocity. Okay. And it's it's served its purpose. I think uh-huh. people have seen that they can do their own thing. Sure. And a lot of those guys that are sitting around and not doing anything. Sean uh-huh. is an example. Sean yeah. Isaacs, Jason Masters. Uh-huh. They are actually producing Oh yeah, artwork. I heard Jason's
0: doing something with some guy.
1: Some guy, yeah, yeah. something. Something what, unpronounceable. Was it
0: was was Ellis, something, I don't know. Yeah, some, 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 some guy. guy. Yeah. And Sean, yeah, what's yeah, he doing? I
1: don't know, what? that guy. <laughs> <laughs> In between his Pathfinder playing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. His bacon
0: battalion efforts. See, look, Carla, I plugged you. Bacon Battalion. Bacon battalion. Yeah. battalion. Go and search for Bacon Battalion on YouTube and you'll see what Sean. Put Isaacs safe search looks on like.
1: before you search for Bacon Battalion, <laughs> lest you come across the problems that I did. <laughs> what? No, you, you, you find some dodgy stuff if you look for Bacon Battalion. <laughs> I, no, really. Yeah, but say search John. I, no, I no, Rubbish. <laughs>
0: I'm going to now, I need to do that immediately. I, I just followed the links that Carla posts, okay. but now I have to search for the Bacon Battalion.
1: Yeah. That's going to be scary.
0: If there is, the, there is It might involve some forking.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's totally fine.
0: I, I kind of get where we're going now. <laughs> what? So there is the possibility of a Final Velocity wrapping up. Yeah. Now, but there's Sector. Sector Comics is there. Yes. Does Sector, Sector comes out, what, what cycle is it on? Is it three it's, months? It's bimonthly. It's bi-monthly. two yeah. months. And it's Actually, an anthology
1: story. So small stories, submit. Um, no, no, no. It's it's, it's a sit team. Um, it's Nas who's yes. him? Uh, myself. I've never heard of that guy. Uh, he writes things scribbles things uh, he's, no we had him on stage early yeah. he's, he's,
0: okay. he was all talking about his trigger fish uh, I went to Disney uh, oh, I went to Di- I'm just trying to I thought no he shit. just
1: went on holiday there no it was, oh, it
0: was, oh, okay. look don't ask him about it it's, his head's <laughs> just gonna grow
1: yeah. yeah, it's, it's not talkable. Sorry, that. we love Naz, we're just giving that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's got a podcast where he can talk about his stuff. Anyway.
0: Oh, yeah, well, yeah. him with Greg Nell, the guy well, who for What
1: is his. Um,
0: podcast? Uh, conflict of interest, I think okay. they, were, they were talking about. Okay. But uh, they've started publishing, so we're, tra- we're going to try and get it um, through the Geek XP channel as well. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, have you have you actually been in a room with Nas and Greg on the topic of comics of comics?
1: I up? have. Nobody gets a word in Edgewise.
0: Nobody gets. We threw Diz down, we threw Dimpo down yeah. to try
1: and break these two up. Yeah. Doesn't help. Doesn't Does not help Nothing at all. Nothing stops it. All right. So Each topic leads to a new topic.
0: Yeah, it doesn't stop.
1: Sector is Nazusen. You. Uh, Daniel Hugo. Yes. is that name again. Yeah. Um, and then Diogo Yonkers and mm-hmm. uh, Michael Smith. Okay. And uh, Michael and Diogo are on a team, Mm -hmm. Daniel and myself on a team, Mm -hmm. and Ben Rausch. I left out Ben Rausch's name.
0: He's going to kill you. Yeah. Sorry,
1: Ben. Ben. Sorry, Ben. (laughs) So um, Ben and Naz do Red Air, which is about Mm -hmm. um, a colony on Mars, Mm -hmm. and somebody ingests some mushrooms and then starts killing off his fellow astronauts. Okay, so that's that's, that's space Uh sci-fi. And then... um, the Illustrated Guide to the End of the World is pretty much what it sounds like. It's a fantasy uh-huh. RPG kind of thing that, right. that Diogo and Michael are working on. Um, it's got dragons in it and it's got very complicated mythology behind it, but it's nice. just decent to explain. Mm-hmm. And then um, Daniel and I are doing Uncharted Waters, uh-huh. which is um, the pirate captain Van Hunks, Yes. out on a quest to find the lost city of Ur um, because there's some fantastical... Magical treasure. That, in the city. Yeah, now, but he wants island? to find... Now, this is a sunken sunken continent kind, sunken, sunken city Yes, um, that nobody knows the location of. So it's taken him something like 20 years to actually get put together the pieces uh-huh. and now finally he's on his way. But as you might expect, um, now opposing forces have also gathered to try and stop him because they know what is in the city and they know what he's capable of. Right. And he's left a trail of destruction behind him. Which is why he's ah, to it's try and find this. Okay, yeah.
0: No, is he so, is
1: he protagonist? Is he anti-hero? What What is he? He is the protagonist. He's um, protagonist. Now Van Hunks is an actual. Well, it's a, it's a mythical captain that mm-hmm. that Cape Town has this myth. I don't know if you're aware of it. Oh. Okay. So the, I was the, I was immediately going to go <laughs> flying
0: Dutchman, but okay.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's one of those legends that grew up grew in the Cape. Um, the mountain often gets covered by this cloud of of, yeah it looks beautiful when it happens you
0: guys you have this mountain yeah occasionally it's spectacular
1: Mm. let's just leave it at that we we, we acknowledge
0: it's fantastic
1: fantastic so sometimes it gets covered Uh uh-huh by all these clouds that move in across the top of the mountain. Yep. And the legend is this that there was an old sea captain called Van Hunks who loved his pipe. He loved to smoke, and he, he always used to take walks up into the mountain, and mm-hmm. one after an he encounters, he encounters a strange gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start talking, and Van Hunks, being the boastful braggart that he is, gets on this guy's wrong side. So the guy mm-hmm. figures out that Van Huks loves his pipe and he loves his smoking, So he challenges him to a smoking contest. Mm-hmm. Okay, So the two of them start smoking and Van Hunks does not want to stop and neither does this guy. It then becomes clear to Van Hunks that the man that he's smoking against he's is not a man. man no? It is the devil and they're playing for Van Hunks' soul. So this is the legend that this neither of them This is the legit legend? Yeah. This is a legend okay. that, that's in South African myths I and leg- legends. Legit legend. Sorry. That was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, so the legend is that they neither of them won, so they are cursed to eternally sit on that mountain and, and this is what happens. Is. They meet each other once, every whatever, and they are smoking for finances soul basically that is very so that's cool. how the, the the cloud moves over so that was daniel a great story yeah yeah daniel Daniel and um, Jason Gilland, who's a, mm-hmm. a journalist writer down in in Cape Town, they took this story, they put a different spin on it, they mm-hmm. combined it with another legend, and I, I can't go into that because then I spoil the ending sure. um. So they wrote uh, a story called The Souvenir. So it's Fanonks and that world that that Daniel then established mm-hmm. as um, 18th century right. Cape Town. Um, but it's an alternate universe. So the mountain looks slightly different. It's taller okay. and mm-hmm. things like that. So, And also magic exists in that world. So sure. that's a given thing. Right. Um, so they wrote that story. And when Daniel and I were talking about working on something together, I sort of, said well in my head it comes down to either continuing darker forces or possibly working in that world Mm -hmm. which was something that he had created with Jason so I floated the idea of that Uncharted Waters instead but I Mm -hmm. sort of said it can't be a sequel to the whole thing, it has to be a prequel we're going to explain how often actually got to be in Cape Town so this is Mm -hmm. his journey his, his, his way on the way to being the the crotchety old man gotcha. who's on the mountain, sure. So so that's okay. what our origin of the tale is.
0: Nice, yeah.
1: That is very cool. Yeah. Well, it's no Mark Arcane or anything, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: um, I honestly think that Mark Arcane.
1: Yeah. Now I'll, I'll change that name. It
0: needs this, to be that. I just recently
1: saw that image as a comic book called um, something like. John Jason Stewart Arcane, something like that. Oh, not really. It's, it's Joshua Arcane, something Listen, like that.
0: It's not two completely identical stories from Continence No, 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 not at all. submitted in five days of one another. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, d- screw them for stealing your idea. <laughs> I no, it's
1: a, the idea is completely different. It's just a co- coincidence in name. Okay. Yeah. But, but
0: the... It's something I talked to uh, the Triggerfish guys about when they did mm. the story lab, that Africa is r- just amazing mythologies yeah.
1: and creatures and legends. I'd never heard the legend of oh, the pipeline. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a Cape Town specific one and even uh-huh. Capetonians don't know that one. You'd be amazed oh. because Daniel would, would um, have his souvenir book and he'd start explaining it to Cape Capetonians and they would look at him blankly like they never heard this I'm like, from? I'm from Port Elizabeth. We yeah. moved here when I was 13 or something yeah. like that and it was mm-hmm. one of the very first things that I heard. This and I'm like, how does place. this get lost over time yeah. that that people that live in the city don't know that story?
0: I, I Yeah. Never heard of it. It's, that's why I asked. Legit legend. Yeah, which is a ridiculous
1: phrase. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous phrase. If I ever do a book on legends, Let's I'm going to call go go it legit legends. Too.
0: You are welcome <laughs> to take that time. <laughs> yeah. It's the idea of Africa having so many different creatures, mm. so many different spiritual things, the animism, the yeah. the gods, everything. A Constantine esque, a, a a arcane mark
1: yeah.
0: um, character, being able to go, like do the continental thing mm. and cross borders, and well, no, you're starting to encroach on our yeah. There are amazing stories yeah. all the way through. So, I mean, Trigger, I think Triggerfish is sitting on a gold mine of ideas that were submitted.
1: Yeah. Um, there was one very similar to that in actual fact. Right. Really? Um, uh, I don't suppose it's, it doesn't matter because it was a public record thing that you got through to the final thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenna, Jenna Bass. Uh-huh. I had to pronounce that very carefully because... She, she corrected that it's not base. It would be wonderful if it was base, is what she always says, but it's uh, actually Gina Bass. B-A-S-Bass. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. okay. um, she uh, proposed a story called The Witch's Way. and right. A very similar thing. a travel from the in, involving magic and things yes. like that. Somebody traveling from Cape, Cape to Cairo, basically, sure. and going through the, the, the hidden pathways in Africa and then encountering That's all a these great things. Story. I I was sure that one would win. I was uh-huh. so sure it would go through. To, I didn't. Wow, that's that's yeah.
0: But I'm sure there, there's.
1: I'm sure she's I looking think, uh, at other ways yeah. of developing yeah. that.
0: When I was in, when we interviewed Anton and, and the Treefish team, yeah. uh, that there, there was I think Naz mentioned yesterday in the panel there was thirty five mm. uh, or thirty six. They couldn't get it down past a certain number because yep. they were so good. And even though the top I eight of I was one of the thirty
1: five. You do know that, right? Sorry, yeah. I'm I just mentioning it.
0: Oh, sorry. I think you just named but it. I think uh, you, you dropped me. this. Yeah. Gutted me, I think, yeah, but we, I didn't make frankly, it Frank, so. can we put a, just a clang <laughs> sound in as, <laughs> as he drops that? Yeah, the, you know, we saw, uh, I saw when I was doing the triggerfish research yeah. that your, your name was and there. Nicholas Ricks the and myself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, were there, when it comes to when it comes to the submissions, Yeah. part of the agreement was, was part of the agreement was, if you submit this, we get to play with this idea. We get first claim on the idea, or is there uh, any further development um, that could potentially happen?
1: Yeah, it, it was. It was if you make it through to that final lot, then then mm. they sort of have first dibs on it, and then ah. obviously you'd get a contract and get flown out to.
0: So those was the eight. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. To Disney, like yeah. I think Naz went to that.
0: Oh uh, yeah, it, I don't know. I don't yeah. think he's ever mentioned. No,
1: it. no, he's, yeah. he's quite low-key on that. What a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is quite awesome. <laughs> 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 no, you do not think we'd be able to slag people off on this? No, no, not at all. Yeah, but uh, that's it's quite soul free I can see why I do this whole podcast. <laughs> this is this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So the idea was that the final lot that made it through, mm-hmm. they would get a contract, first sure. dibs, kind of thing. The rest of us are basically free to pursue it in whichever way we want. Mm-hmm. Triggerfish has not walked away from any of us. Right. Um, they are doing story lab meetings still mm-hmm. the next one is uh second week in july right so i went to the last one i'll probably go to this one as well and it's mm-hmm. just to give people uh, an idea sure. of if you're progressing with your story where you're going with it and things okay. like that i've so seen they're them keeping tabs yeah i've, I've seen them since um mm-hmm. uh, talking about uh nicholas and i and our story and what we intend right. to do with it so so they sort of aware of where we are with our planning okay. for that. But it's right. it's for full time job people, it's kind of difficult yeah. to always find the time to right. dedicate to it. And then Nicholas was also out of the country for a little bit. Gotcha. And mm-hmm. I had my FanCon organizing to do. Can I drop what? FanCon's name?
0: Oh <laughs> Nizar, that guy. That guy. Oh fine. Yeah, we did it we did a podcast. We okay. we dropped some we, we recorded a podcast with Ian, okay. with Jason, we had one with Lauren, okay. um, Jamie McKelvey, we didn't quite get, he was, the guy was working to his deadlines, you saw what, it. Yeah, yeah, so whatever. Yeah. yes, I'm happy for us to talk about, Fan- Fancom was fantastic. It was. It was really, really good, and Za and his brothers, Marty, you guys need to make sure, well, of course they will, next year's of will be just will. as good, because yeah. I'm sure they learned some lessons, and just, like, we, like we've done with here, but... Ah, oh, FanCon's fantastic. Yes. FanCon yes. was fantastic. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, I know that they're already planning towards next year. As you know, yeah. at these things take 10 months or, do. or 12 yeah. months to plan. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there, there was a lot uh-huh. of learning that happened there uh-huh. in terms of the venue and the space. And, yeah. um Also just, just coordinating all the many, many parts because it becomes more complicated when it's not mm-hmm. like what it grew from, the, the free comic book day kind yes. of thing. Yeah. It's a it's a different setup and um, it gets yeah, complicated. It's animal, yeah. Yeah, it gets complicated by the the, uh, the ability for people to book online. Yes. And that kind of information having a little bit of a lag and then having mm-hmm. an impact on people standing in line also yeah. bad communication. Ah. um mm-hmm. um in terms of not letting getting the information through to everybody that was queuing up, for instance. Right. Mm-hmm. That that they could yeah. just go Easy pay point in front, and those that are yes. already paid, they could just get inside.
0: Yeah, there was... But you know, but, but, but these those,
1: are, those are the things that, that um, mm. will, will next, be addressed. Next, year's next. just going to kick ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. was insane. I think it was the best, oh. certainly in Cape Town, mm. best comic book-related event oh, that, that's ever yeah. been down there. People We're, loved it.
0: It was fantastic. I enjoyed it. I, have already, I already told them on the Saturday night yeah. that next year, because I, I pretty much... <laughs> Uh, I think I was the most forward with my requests as far as the interviews were okay. concerned, and it was all podcast gear. So yeah. we sat down. So we took over that media area. We we just we yeah. took it over. So I've already told Nazar that next year, listen, let me just organize a room for myself, yeah. so you guys don't have to worry about it. And if we can do that schedule, we can, maybe we even get into live streaming and stuff like yeah. that of
1: panel presentations. Well, and that would be awesome. I think that ah. would definitely raise the level of awareness.
0: Yeah. Well, here's, here's hoping. It's something. Like, yeah. It's something we can definitely. I'm due to go down and see Nazar, the jerk that he Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nazar, you're a jerk. Look, everybody's everybody we're talking about is automatically a jerk. Yeah. So yeah, Nazar, you're a jerk. Uh, you're not here. So there you go. Um, so I'm gonna yeah. go down and see him in Cape Town. We're gonna talk about um, we're actually gonna share notes. Like, That's, this is this is yeah, what we did this up is here. what, this is what you did yeah. and just and and help in any way we can. But I'm I'm already back there for so next So am year. I. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well we've actually we've hit the hour. Cool. Have you enjoyed this? Yeah, I did. That was cool. awesome. So when are you going to start up a South African comics podcast? It's not like Naz and Greg and Dimpo have tried and stuff.
1: Uh, you can obviously do it better than Naz. Huh? I don't know, I, I'm not <laughs> sure that people want to hear what I've got to say. Oh dude, the story, <laughs> David Mack? Huh? That's a fantastic
0: story. Yeah, that was awesome. Adams I think that's fantastic. Uh, And I'm sure there's your life as well. I, I for
1: seriously
0: things. dropped a whole lot of names. It, yeah, with uh, seriously the amount of names just writhing around on the floor right now—it's amazing. It should have been a clang noise every time. Come you on. should actually do that.
1: <laughs> we'll <I'm> t- like, <laughs> <more entertaining. laughs>
0: I'll speak to Frank and <laughs> ask, ask him. what he can do. We'll we tell you what we'll have a we'll have a running name drop counter. Yeah. Ding, yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Let's see what the counter. is. Awesome. <laughs> Moreira, Thank you so much for your time. Where Could can people please. find out more?
1: Um. Uh, well, they can always email me. I'm mm-hmm. I'm quite happy to share my email. Moray at gmail.com. Yeah, M o r a y. dot r h o d a at gmail.com. And everything. Mail me, and sp- I'm I'm happy to chat.
0: Everything will go to spam. That's fine.
1: <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> <laughs> or find me on Facebook. Find me on find Facebook. Me, find me on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, find
0: me and Sector Comics as well.
1: Sector Comics as well um, they, we are on te- Tumblr we are mm-hmm. on Twitter at Sector Comics I think it is gotcha. and we are on Facebook Gotcha So Cool Mario,
0: thank you so much for di- thanks for freezing thanks your very much off Liz. sitting here in this cold abandoned hall yeah, It's a bit chilly All. It is a bit chilly Alright But cool. uh, let's go and watch some comedy
1: Yeah let's do that.
0: Thanks Liz Thank you very much sir Shadler, yeah. free. That was Release the Geek the official podcast of Geek XP. It's what the chain of command is. It's a chain I go get and beat you with till you understand who's in command here. To contact the show, you can email us at release the geek, one word, at geekxp.co.za. Thanks for listening.
1: I'll be back.